Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Sports Radio 610 presents Area 45 with Bajani and Creighton. He's Patrick Creighton, Sean Bajani. It's Area 45. Be a part of the show, 713-572-4610. You can call or text. Hit us up on Twitch and YouTube. Twitter as well, at Pete Creighton, the number one, at Sean Bajani for myself. Aaron Wilson had this tweet yesterday, and I think we mentioned it on the show. I can't remember if uh, I did on the show or if I told you off air, but... The report was, is Aziz Alshair, linebacker, Tennessee Titans, um, this past season. I think it was on the show because I remember you saying, yeah, and he was really good against the Texans. Yeah. I did not realize that he was also a San Francisco 49er the previous four years. I don't know what the hell I was thinking. Uh, I wasn't, obviously. But is that a possibility for D'Amico Ryans and the Houston Texans this offseason? Shair signed a one-year prove-it deal for about $6 million bucks this past season with the Tennessee Titans. And I would say that he proved it, had a really good season, and is going to be a free agent come March 11th. Is there a good chance that you could get a pretty damn good value deal for Aziz Al-Shair? and put his ass in that linebacker core with Christian Harris and Blake Cashman. I think there's as good a chance of the Texans being able to get Al Shire as there is you being disgusted when I give you the Rockets lineup. Oh, man, come on. Same as it ever was. Nah. Thanks. <laughs> but, hey, chances are good. Can we can we go back to what I was talking about? <laughs> I said it, it, the chances are the same as if God. as if you get disgusted by that. You got disgusted. Yeah, that's good. Let that's a lock. I know, but I'm stuck on that now. <laughs> Damn it. God bless America. I don't know. Maybe Jalen will have a headache. I never heard quarter. God bless America used as like GFY before. 
First time for everything. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Hey, why don't you God bless America? <laughs> That's my go-to. You know, I could, instead of saying other choice things. Um, yeah. You could turn that sideways and God bless America. <laughs> you say it with a smile, baby. You say it with a smile. You could eat a whole bag of God bless America. Ah. <laughs> uh. I got to be careful about saying that around my boy, too, because he repeats everything. Yeah, the parrots. That's already happened. You just hadn't done it in front of Mama yet. The guy's like, God bless America. God bless America. God bless America. What yep. does that mean? He's like, <laughs> double rods. <laughs> yeah. Somebody would not be sleeping in the same bed. Yeah, you're going to make him sleep in his own bed that night, huh? No. It'd be me. I'd be on the couch. <laughs> Got a dog? <laughs> no, I don't. No, I don't. Not anymore. Um, all right. So, are you vibing with that? Dude, I love the idea. Of it. Like I said, last year, he killed the Texans. Okay. That guy was a, was, a, was a pro bowler against the Texans. Yeah, he was. So, I, I looked this up. Remember, one year, $6 million for the Titans last year. Played four years with the 49ers. That means all of them with D'Amico Ryans as his position coach and defensive coordinator for the last two years that he was there. But... I found this uh, list that was put together by uh, Pro Football Focus's um, cap analyst, Brad Spielberger. Shire's in the top 100 free agents this offseason, and to narrow it down a little bit further, uh, Shire is, in fact, number 70 uh, on the list. And the projected contract that he would be looking at obtaining this offseason is Three years, $20.2 million, with 11 and a half of that fully guaranteed. So just under $7 million per year. I was going to say, probably $7 million the first two years and like $6 million the last year, non-guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Not bad. No, I mean, I think that's pretty good. Now, I, I don't know. I feel really good about Christian Harris being a total badass next year. I do, too. I mean, you're seeing nothing but ascension or Christian Harris. You're, the way that he'd finished uh, the 22 season and then the way he progressed in D'Amico's scheme this past year, he was an absolute necessary badass the last month and a half. Dude was running around Texas. like Harry Carson at the end of the season. Very getting much. Getting picks, getting sacks, disrupting. I mean, he was everywhere. He was. And look, disruption is the key word there for him. I thought the way that he just, you could see how well he was finally seeing the backfield and reading and reacting instead of just thinking. He was getting there fast and making plays. And I look at something with the defense, how it's coached, what they ask of them. It seems to be very, quote unquote, simple, if you will, across the board, whether you're talking about D-line, uh, linebackers, just react. You know, you hear it all the time, especially with the D-line. Interior and the edge guys, hey, man, just put your head down and go get the damn quarterback. For those Do your of you, job, fill the gap. Simple. For those of you who don't know who Harry Carson is, he is a member of both the college and professional football halls of fame. Mm-hmm. Yep, kind of a big deal. He was a preeminent linebacker of his day. Kind of a big deal. Leader of the Big Blue Wrecking Crew. Um. 
The Texans got Denzel Perryman for a year and two and a half mil last year. That's stolen. Stolen, but... Listen, for the production he gave you at $2 million, that's stolen. Can you upgrade? Can I? Yeah, but can I upgrade and also keep him around for $4 million? I mean, how many linebackers are you going to get? Five total-ish. Harris, Cash, Toa Toa, Shazir, Shire, um... Perryman? Am I missing somebody? Spout. Who's going to be there, right? Yeah. You, 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 you still- All you Jake Hansen lovers out there, shut up. Sorry. I did it on purpose. Um, he doesn't love you. <laughs> I don't love you either. You should be careful. We're wanted men. Yeah, I, I don't know. I have um, the death sentence in nine systems. Damn, man. I, that, if that's your linebacker core, that's nice. That's nice. And I'm got, intrigued. And you got three edge rushers and yeah. three defensive tackles. Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of falling into. This um, is what this is what Miko wants. He wants the defense. Yeah. And it's a it takes a lot of guys. You've got to have guys who have been in the system who are cheap, who understand their role is going to be to play you know 30 snaps a game mm-hmm. and not 70 snaps a game. Mm-hmm. And you got to have some badasses. Christian Harris going to be a badass. Some filthy dudes. And look, that that's why I like Perryman. Um, I, I think, you know, he's a main ingredient, at least that mentality and that physical type of guy that I want this defense to be known for. A little bit of nasty. More nasty than dirty, but you know what I'm saying? Like, that, that's what guy, I crave for this defense. He's also a guy that if Christian Harris is down for three weeks, you can trust him to start for a few weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's not a guy, but you put him in there. And you're just like, oh, God, please. Who was the... Garrett Wallow? Uh, no, remember um, the Texans used to have a uh, long-haired dude, Brian... Brayman. Brian Brayman. Special teams Special artist. Special teams monster. As <laughs> soon as you put him on the defense, the guy was trash. Mm-hmm. And it's I hated that because, you know, built like a Greek god, had the long hair, like, going like, yes, I am a freaking rock star. And on special teams, the guy was a rock star. Yeah. And then at linebacker, the guy was, like, not even a roadie. Yeah. Well, you could go with the other guy with uh, glowing locks. Uh, You know, you could have talked about Brooks Reed. You know, he's a pretty good outside linebacker uh, once upon a time ago for the Texans. Um, I'd rather have that image in my mind than Brian Brayman, whose lone highlight in his career is uh, headbutting somebody um, on a special teams play. (laughs) Uh, You know, remember the bloody picture? There's only one famous bloody picture in the city of Houston, people, and that came from J.J. Uh, Watt. That's the one that I remember. Okay, maybe Brian Cushing, too, back in the day. Um, Steven Nelson, Dalton Schultz, John Grenard, Sheldon Rankins, Blake Cashman, by the way, all listed on this uh, PFF list put together by Brad Spellberger in the top 100. And to narrow it down even a little bit further, because hundreds, you're like, Come on, Bajani. How many free agents are there? Okay, they're all top 80. How about that? That's pretty damn good. I would bet some of those guys were T.R. not Tart, by the way. in the top 80 last year. No. And right. are now. Sure. You think T.R. T.R. Tart was? No, I don't think. I think, think 90% uh, of America had no idea who he was. You think Blake Cashman was? No, think, Blake Cashman wasn't, wasn't even on the field. You think, well, Dalton Schultz was. Um, if Jonathan Grenard would have been a free agent last offseason, you think he would have been? Maybe. Between 60 and 80. Maybe. Because it wasn't on the field. He was hurt. 
That's my, that was my point. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, maybe because the production when he was on the field uh, has been pretty good. Uh, obviously, really good this past year. Um, what did we get to this? Something that I told you was going to happen that um, you shouldn't be shocked at. I, it was only a matter of time before we uh, learned this information, and it came down today via multiple reports. I first saw it from Ian Rappaport. I know Aaron Wilson had this as well, involving uh, Texans left tackle Laramie Tunsil. Uh, had surgery recently on his knee uh, to clean up an issue that we obviously know popped up very early on this season. So called that boy week three. Yeah, and it was probably in and around week five or six where the Texans really started to clearly load manage him during the week at practice. I mean, look, as in he wasn't. <laughs> we saw him at the end of the season where there were games he struggled to move. And yeah. Laramie is like the definition of dancing bear at left tackle, right? He's he's a mid-range run blocker, but he's an elite pass blocker. Mm-hmm. And when you see him struggling and getting beat, like, like that never happens. You could tell he was playing on one leg, like really since like week ten. He was yeah. playing on one leg, and, and you know what? And here he's getting he had surgery to clean up a knee. I just wonder if this has been something that has lingered and lingered maybe even beyond this season what do guys do tell me if i'm stretching this a little bit if you had one criticism of laramie tunsil that did not involve his run blocking what would it be that it took him until may to post qb1 on his instagram (laughs) okay besides that on the field you know what i don't have what do people crush him for oh they crush him for the for the false start okay here you go. What do guys do, veteran, cagey, crafty guys do, when their body's not 100%? Take drugs. Yeah. When Get that, shot up. But you, you got to take some liberties, right? But you right? also, you, look, you're trying you're, to, you're, look. You got to create an edge. That's that, that, that's kind of where I'm going. You got to try to find a way to create an edge. Like, okay, you don't have the burst, you know, in your lower half. And I've got to do whatever I can to gain that millisecond to be able to get back there and create my low center of gravity and anchor down. And maybe that kind of was the impetus for some of those. At inopportune times, mind you. Sean, how many times did we see video on social media, random games, at least five every week, where there is a game where the left tackle is jumping offside every damn play Mm -hmm. no whistle yeah how many times we every week we saw multiple games look at he's off sides no flag look he's off sides every week this went on yeah it's somebody and then one week he got the playoff game he gets flagged like three times yeah i mean but it happened periodically throughout the course of the season but at the same time big moments i i don't know that it's necessarily fair to kill laramie for the ravens game because Damn near no. every lineman on the team got flagged for being off sides twice. Well, sure. I mean, everybody was just, it was just undisciplined football again against the Ravens. I think that way just, week one. I think they but. just, I, I, I think the Ravens were in their heads. I think the stadium was really loud. I think the moment may have been too big for certain young guys. And I think there was a lack of communication on the line because you had really young guys at center and left guard. And if the veterans are the guys getting flagged, and you got a young guy playing center, Michael Dieter, mm-hmm. 
maybe it wasn't necessarily all on the veterans. Maybe the center is off a little bit. Yeah, I mean, all, all possibilities. I, I just I, maybe I'm thinking way too much into it, but I, I think it should be at least a consideration. And people are going to kill Laramie no matter what, and they're going to pick on the run blocking. And ultimately, I do think it just comes down to people. Some people are just going to hate. And some people are just never going to let go of draft night. No, when the, leaders... The weed gas mask, <laughs> you know... Legendary. Yeah, I mean... But when leaders on other teams are telling you Laramie is an elite tackle, maybe, maybe, maybe they know more than Joe Schmo sitting on his couch chugging a six-pack mm-hmm. going, That mother boy bear, that guy sucks. We're paying so damn much money. Honey, give me another beer. You know what I can't wait for? is when the Texans have Saquon Barkley this next year and they're a top-five rushing team in the NFL and then everybody's just boasting about what a fantastic job Laramie Tunsil on this offensive line is doing at run blocking. Dude, when Barkley goes <laughs> full Roger Craig. <laughs> yeah. I wonder how many people get the reference, full Roger Craig. Um, I know you do because the eyes just popped up. You're like, oh, yeah. All right, a full Roger Craig here with Saquon Barkley. And, uh, yeah, you tell me all about it. you got to have a guy who has the ability before you can have a guy who gets it done. Yeah, 100%. He's Patrick Creighton, Sean Bajani. It's Area 45. Coming up next, it's Hot Leads. A lot to sift through in Hot Leads. We've got some NBA. We've got some uh, Days of Our Lives drama in the NFL, courtesy of our uh, – people that we love to hate from Southern Oklahoma, and more. It's next. It's Sports Radio 610. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. These are the new leads. Now, look, I need the leads. These are the Glen Gary leads. Two lead cards for tonight, two lead cards for tomorrow. Why give him the good leads? He's got the leads. He's got the leads. He's got the good leads. The whole thing is the leads. They stole the Glen Gary leads. Let's talk about something important. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. One. Time for Hot Leads, Area 45. I'm Sean Bajani. He's Patrick Creighton. Little NBA news to get us going as uh, Patrick tried to uh, sidetrack me last segment with uh, <laughs> some depressing rocket news. Jalen Green, who was questionable going into tonight's game with uh, migraine issues, uh, did in fact start this ball game and... Wouldn't you know it, he's got eight of the Rockets' first 12 points. Here's the problem. They suck again. 
They are down 24 to 12 with oh, under no. three. Oh, <laughs> no. We suck again. Yeah. Under three minutes to go in the first quarter. They have 12 points. He's got eight of them. Whoopty freaking do. Three of six from the field, two of three from three. You know, he's good when everybody else stinks. Not a winning player. We will have to wait for another day, PC, uh, for when Ime Yudoka decides to press the giant red button. However, something tells me that if, in fact, the Rockets do climb their way back into this ball game at some point, and it's close late, unless Jalen Green has got a uh, anomalous hot hand, it will be somebody else closing once more uh, in the fourth quarter for the Rockets. So there's your Rockets update. Uh, sticking with a little basketball, 76ers big man Joel L. Embiid addressed the media today for the first time uh, since his injury. Um, it's about a month ago. And today he said he hopes he'll be able to return sometime before the regular season is over. Quote, that's the plan. Obviously, everything has to go right as far as getting healthy and being as close as I'm supposed to be. But yeah, that's the plan. Uh, Dude's not going to qualify to uh, defend his uh, MVP. But sure had a good shot at it when he was healthy. Dude was averaging nearly 35 points, 11 boards, almost six assists a game uh, this season. He went on to say... um, Quote, the same reason why I was pushing to play the last couple of games before I got hurt. Uh, I just love playing basketball. I want to be on the floor as much as possible. I only have about 20 years to do this. That was my favorite part of the quote. You know, Sean, it's such bull crap that he has to play 65 games to be eligible to the MVP. I mean, why can't he just play 30 games, win the MVP, and then get knocked out in the second round of the playoffs like every other year. Why? <laughs> Why is that so hard? Why can't the NBA just give us what we want, which is a 30-game MVP who never wins a ring? Took me about, That's what uh, we all want. Took me about .3 seconds to uh, pick up on your sarcasm there, but I did. <laughs> hey, you're getting better at it. <laughs> yeah. He continued to say, so any chances that I get, I want to be on the floor, so it doesn't matter where we are in the standings. I just want to play as much as I can to try and help us. Uh, Are you buying or selling Joel Embiid uh, and his badassery to try and come back and play for the Philadelphia 76ers at some point this season, in which are currently occupying and barely hanging on in a race between the eighth seed and the fifth seed in the Eastern Conference at 33 and 25? They are a mediocre team without Joel Embiid. And they've lost seven of ten... Uh, their defensive rating has gone way up. And, I, and by up, I mean they're allowing more points yeah, per game. They've been on like a lost seven of their last ten since he's been gone. <laughs> That's been the stretch. That's how bad they are without Joel Embiid in the mix. I mean, realistically, depending on, you know, where, I'm, I'm not rushing him no matter what. I'm not rushing him. The guy is your franchise. I would rather blow this season and have him come back 100% next year than push him early have him get hurt again, and now he misses half of next year. I can't sacrifice two seasons on it. Here's the thing. They're going to the playoffs. They are not going to fall seven games in the standings and out of the play-in game over the course of the next, uh, what do they have, eight, 24 games remaining in the season. Going to the playoffs and getting moked in the first round? With Joel Embiid? No. What I'm saying is if you go to the playoffs Mm – 
and you're just going to get moked, even even with Joel Embiid. Like, if, if they wind up having to play the Celtics in the first round, mm-hmm. they're getting moked. Because Joel Embiid's not going to be ready to go at that level yet. Yeah, it doesn't seem like what he would be. I mean, it's 24 and games. I mean, you're talking, you know. Do you trust the other guys on that team? Because no, they, they never mean, come through any other year. Yeah, no, I, I get it. I get it. But he is where he is. And he has to play with whom he has to play with. And how much is that going to change between now and I next year? I don't think I'd push him. I'm with you. If, I don't push if, him. Listen, but. if he comes back and there's eight, nine games left in the season, mm-hmm. I'll take my chances. But he's got to be 100% for me if I'm bringing him back. Fair. I can't lose him for the half, I say half of next year. Because he came back too early and then got hurt worse. I wonder, if the Sixers. I wonder if some of this is really him needing to say this to maybe shoot some life into his team, like in an attempt to light a fire under their ass. Like, hey, man, we got something to play for. Like, he's busting his ass. He's going to be trying to come back. Like, let's go. Let's put ourselves in position. Ramp it up a little bit. I never question Joel Embiid's competitiveness. Sure. That dude is a dog. Right. He plays with some chihuahuas. Mm-hmm. But his team, not so much right now. He Maybe plays, he's trying to light a fire. He plays with some chihuahuas, but he's a big dog. He is a legit big dog. Yeah. Uh, what do you think about this big dog up next on Hot Leads? Two. Uh, Jerry Jones has to take a paternity test. Yes! Uh, judge has upheld a decision requiring Jerry Jones, Cowboys owner, uh, to take a paternity test as part of a legal dispute with uh, a 27-year-old woman who says... She is the daughter of the billionaire father. A Texas judge uh, on Wednesday rejected an appeal from Jones from a uh, 2022 ruling in a paternity case brought by Alexandra Davis, who previously alleged in a separate lawsuit that she was conceived from a relationship Jones had with her mother named Cynthia back in the mid-90s. Let me give it to you pretty straight in a nutshell. This is straight out of the old television show Dallas, maybe Days of Our Lives, Another World. Here it is in a nutshell. Jerry Jones is married to a woman named Jean and has been since 1963. Apparently, he pursued a woman named Cynthia back in the day, 90s, uh, shacked up with her while both were married, had a kid named Alexandra, uh, who has been saying since she's been uh, an adult that she is the daughter of Jerry Jones. He says no. Other reports say yes. In fact, she has been getting paid hundreds of thousands of dollars for years now, according to his own attorneys. <laughs> this is like reality television at its best. I don't particularly enjoy these types of stories. My wife, and I would assume maybe your wife would. I don't know if she's in reality television like that. But like um, sands through the hourglass. These. So are the days <laughs> of our lives. Yeah, but... Uh, this is this is kind of fun because <laughs> it's Jerry. You know what? He's 81. Mid-90s, that was Cowboys heyday. They were winning three Super Bowls. He was probably living it up like a champ. Uh, you know. Couldn't you see him hooking up with some woman that's a former uh, stewardess? And on- said, I'm going to get me some of that because I'm feeling good right now. It's some <laughs> yeah. booze and cocaine. Uh, and you know, maybe not, maybe didn't, but isn't the easiest way to prove that she's not yours? Here's the DNA, get lost. If she is yours, all you got to do is put her to work for you with the Dallas Cowboys, and sure as hell, she'll want to quit in the year. <laughs> I'm done. 
I'm done. Make her go on the tour bus with you when you've got your 12 Insta hoes, I mean Instagram models, <laughs> and you're like mountain of cocaine. Let her see what goes on on the bus. She'll quit. Also, I want to go on the bus. That's on my bucket list. I want to go on the bus and roll around with in. Jerry, <laughs> and I want to watch him rolling random Insta hoes and a mountain of cocaine on the bus. <laughs> I'm not going to do any. I'm not going to do anything inappropriate. I'm just going to watch. Just going to watch. Entertainment. I'm not going to record <laughs> because I'm not a vore. I, I'm not into that whole thing. All I want to do is just want to experience <laughs> how the rich people fool around. A day in the life of one Jerry watch. Jones. Up next on Hot Leads. Three. This will be a quickie, kind of like this was. Uh, Shohei Otani, did you know the dude got married? Did you even know that he had a girlfriend? Uh, I did not know that he had a girlfriend. Honestly, I thought he was married to that, you know, eight-inch wad of chew he had in his mouth. <laughs> you, you saw the video? No, you told me about so it yesterday. So Yamamoto forgot how many outs there were in the inning. Mm-hmm. He was out of the inning, and he's standing on the mound. So... He's about to spit a wad into the cup, stops, and then he's like, get off the mound. He's got a wad of chew in his mouth that literally looks like he's eating a baby. It's sticking out of his face so far. That's so I mean, crazy. like, take your entire fist, shove it in one side of your mouth, and how far it's sticking out. That's how much chew is in his mouth. <laughs> I did not know he chewed tobacco. Me neither. It was, what do you look like, Terry Francona? It was, <laughs> you remember the big ball of gum it was and tobacco? Humongous. <laughs> yep. He's married, apparently. Dropped the news on Instagram uh, earlier today. Bad decision. What's up with that, dude? It's a bad decision, man. You're young. You're stupid rich. Why would you marry one person? Now, if you got married in Utah well, and you could marry like 10 people, okay. But why would you be like, oh, no, I'm only going to be with one person? You're young. You're rich. You're in incredible shape. It's a cultural you're thing, though. You're super famous. He ain't worried about all that. Dude, he doesn't need a wife. He needs, like, a harem of geishas. (laughs) Well, maybe he married one. It is a Japanese woman, according to him. He said, quote, she's a Japanese woman. I don't really feel comfortable talking about when I got married exactly, but she's a normal Japanese woman. Um, I don't follow player relationships. Like, I don't really care about this kind of stuff, but... Do, Do normal Japanese women participate in Japanese adult movies? I would not think so because those are usually littered with that thing that your buddy clint talks about all the time yeah thanks again and, for that and i'm just wondering you <laughs> know because that's a thing yeah um for clint and maybe for and apparently for japanese people oh you're talking about that i thought you meant like it's, talking it's about it japanese yeah. that porn. yeah i don't know i didn't need to know that don't want to know it because now i have mental images and i'm just going to segue and move on sean is going to be digging into the googles tonight <laughs> no i will not <laughs> Japanese blank porn, just to see what it is. <laughs> Afraid what's going to fill that you blank. Know, he's he's going to be like four or five beers in and start going down a rabbit hole, followed by, oh, my God! And then his wife and his kid are going to wake up. And, Sorry. If it's anything like uh, the two girls in one cup Oh, it's thing. way worse. Okay, yeah. It's way worse. Jeez. Yeah, been there, done that in high school, and I don't need to revisit high school, that. man, I had to wait until college to get that stuff. Oh, wait. Was I'm, that when the video was? Let's say, oh, wait, I'm old. Okay. This, there's a 10-year difference. Yeah. The, the internet you know, didn't exist when I was in high school. <laughs> yeah, way to show your age on that one. All right, 713. Al Gore had not invented the internet oh, there we before go. he invented the internet. 
it was in a lockbox. 713-572-4610. You want to be a part of the show. Weigh in on some Astros next. Why they'll still have the opportunity to add another impact player and why that guy is still on the market. We'll let you in on the explanation next. It's Sports Radio 610. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents Area 45 with Bishani and Creighton. I'm Sean Bajani. He's Patrick Creighton, Area 45. Appreciate you joining us. If this is your first time hearing us, uh, hey, welcome to the show. If you've been with us for the first five weeks, we appreciate it. You can be a part of the show always. 713-572-4610, Call or text. I feel like tomorrow after the show, we should go out and have a little month, month-in celebration. I'd be down for that. I think we just need to go out, kick a few back. Enjoy our our one month uh, accomplishments. Can I make a proposal though? If we were to do something celebratory, might we uh, order a pizza and kick back here? Uh, we that that's possible. There's free beer here. Yeah, there is. <laughs> Thanks, Clint. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Just saying. Uh, I, I'd rather it not hurt. To go out and uh, spend the money that uh, I just made on payday. Hey, we can have to uh, pinch for two weeks. The the pizza that I got last time, did you, were you down with that? Or want me to get for somewhere else, dude? That was home slice, right? You said it was home slice. It was no. What was it? It was like I thought you said it was home slice. No, the place was like right around the corner. Pink's? Did you no, get Pink's no, pizza? That's too far away. Uh, um, I thought you said it was called home slice. No, no, it was an Italian name. Oh, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, okay. Where did I have home slice pizza? Am I making this up? Um, yeah, it was an Italian name. Whatever, it was the giant pizza that you yeah, gave me to take home, I got right? Tw- yeah, I got the 20-inch. It was gigantic. Was it like Candelari's or something like that? Um, I'm going to, I'll figure it out. It was good, by the way, um, just to answer your question in short. It was very good. Uh, you brought pizza from a place called Home Slice before. You're the only person that's brought pizza. I don't know. Oh, maybe that was... Maybe that was Tyler. Now wouldn't Tyler. I, say, I don't recall this. I don't know. Maybe I dreamt it. I don't know. You you may have done exactly that. I am trying to find where it where it is. Whatever it was, it was good. Um, and I appreciate you. And C Sex isn't here. If you can find the name of it, then we should get that and order it early. Have it delivered, or make sure they're open so we can go scoop it up. Was and it come Kalina's? Back here. Kalina's. Might yes. Have been Kalina's. Ding ding ding. Kalina's. You're absolutely 110 percent correct. Yeah, they're they're all right, man. They're all right. My daughter approved of it. Yep. Shout out to Kalina's, man. Uh you're um now accepting sponsorships, by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now accepting. I mean, if you want to promote your pizza, having the guy from Brooklyn. Promote your pizza? Probably a good idea. Yeah. I. Uh, that's a really good endorsement. I consider myself uh, to be a pretty... Natural Brooklynite. <laughs> not a natural Brooklynite, but, uh, you know, a foodie. Like, we'll just I, say that you I appreciate are. good food, and if I can endorse it, uh, because I wouldn't say I'm picky per se, but I will I know what good hey, food is. Hey, you could is. just that be like, really you know, like the 70s doctors on TV, right? I'm not a Brooklynite, but I play one on radio and TV. Do that's why I endorse this pizza. That's what, that's what we do. We play doctors. We play coaches. We play we, lawyers. We play lawyers. All on Area 45 Sports Radio 610. Sometimes we play aliens. <laughs> yep. Uh, let's see if we can play. An alien walks to the door. 
with three gigantic boobs. Are you letting her molest you? No. That's weird. That's weird. That you said no so fast is kind of weird. <laughs> well, I mean, it's should like, I ask Jace or will that like you know will he freak out? Uh, Jace will. I said probably... I, I couldn't ask. I, I couldn't ask. Um, um, Chris Scoots because you know Scoots the 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 girl he's dating his dad her dad listens to the show. Oh, um, Byron. God bless. Little yeah. B. <laughs> Lil B, I couldn't ask Lil B because his, his future father-in-law listens to the show, yeah. and, and that would get him in some hot water. Jace, do you have a future father-in-law listening to the show? I do not, but I don't think I can answer that question for you. Do you do you have a, what, a future father-in-law? The, the one about the aliens? No, I don't. Do you do you have a current girlfriend? No, I do not. Do you have three current girlfriends? No, I do not. Are you just out there being player? Uh, yes. All right, so you, you know, out there hair pulling and butt slapping, do <laughs> any of those girls have relatives who listen to the show? Uh, no, but I do know some people who do listen to the show that may bring this back up. Oh, so it. you don't want to tell the world what a dirty freak you are. All right, I said this Not is against going. us, against you. <laughs> we we got no problems. <laughs> we have no shame. Well, guys, like, man, why are you picking on me? <laughs> uh, let's see if we can play psychologist- Capologist, sports agent, general manager, right here, all in one. While doing ass or not ass? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We could work that in here. Um, and we'll, we'll see what you think of Scott Boris's comments. I'm going to flip the tables on you. You tell me if it's going to be ass or not ass. Well, uh, when he hey, was. Let's, let's just real quick here. Uh huh. Um, right now. 10 of 31, 32%. Ass or not ass? Wait, I'm sorry. What? 10 for 31, 32%. Oh. Ass or not ass? Ass. Uh, 5 of 15 from 3, 33%. Ass or not ass? Ass. Um, let's see. Trailing by 12 with 7 minutes to go in the first half. Ass or not ass? That's still ass. Yeah, the Rockets are ass tonight. Yeah. Uh, which Jalen Green? Jalen Green of six of, is six of nine. He is four of five from three. He has eighteen points and a pair of steals. Nobody else on the team has more than four. That's not ass. Jalen Green is not ass. The rest of the team is big, fat, sloppy cottage cheese ass. How many assists does he have? Jalen? Yeah. None. <laughs> Why is that? Because nobody else is. Nobody else shots. can hit a shot. Yeah. He's six of nine. The rest of the team is four of 22. And so I'm supposed to be encouraged by this um, for all of the people out there that think uh, I'm a Jalen Green hater. Am I supposed to be encouraged by this? Apparently, the way of getting Jalen Green to touch the Monstars ball and get his power back Mm -hmm. was the rest of the team had to touch it and give it up. Touch it and give it up. Moving on. (laughs) That's not a drop. (laughs) Except when Sean said it, then it was a drop. Yeah, okay, thanks. All right, well, I want to hear what Scott Boris had to say. He was asked about owners' unwillingness to spend money this offseason. Scott, has owners' uh, unwillingness or hesitation to spend this offseason surprised you? It, it, it's something that, you know, we're, when you have record revenues and then you have other things that are going on about media rights, well, media rights are a platform to a higher value. 
You're not a platform to a lower value. So the transition of that is something that people want to talk about because they say there's uncertainty. But uncertainty to a higher market is very different than uncertainty to something less. And so these kinds of equations for me are something that you understand why they would say it, what they would do. But back to baseball, I think people really want to evaluate as much as they can to know what the best thing is for them to do. But the key thing of it is in record revenues, there's just a lot of flexibility uh, that uh, is in the market and is with each ownership to determine what's best for them. And this is, frankly, where Baseball Intellect operates at its best. This is no different than right now is no different than the uh, trading deadline in, in July. I get to add players that can, in one day, change a locker room, as we've seen happen today. You know, and when Cody Bellinger walks in, you watch the glow of a franchise and, and the opportunities of a franchise completely change. And that, that impact, I think, is what uh, is something that is known to the – to the staff and the people that study it and know it, and there's more certainty to their decisions when you when you make decisions at a later time in free agency. So, I don't look at it as a negative. I just look at it as as a element of how markets develop in particular situations, and where we happen to be in one at this time. Can you please translate that gigantic word salad for me, um, especially the first part, PC, because. I don't feel one way or another about Scott Boris, but that felt very much like to me that he was basically trying to tell all of us that he's smarter than us without telling us he's smarter than us. Every time Scott Boris talks, he tries to tell us he's smarter than us. Sometimes he even just says, I'm smarter than you. But most times... That would have helped right there. He he will tell you, I'm smarter than you without actually saying it and driving at home. But I know you took something different from that. So... so. I did. I found, I, I thought there were some very interesting things there because he is 100% spot on about baseball having record revenues. All the new TV deals, uh, record amount of, of revenue sharing, record amounts of income coming in just across all baseball revenue channels. Mm-hmm. And this year, there are a lot of teams that are scaling back payroll. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why? Why are you scaling back payroll? You made more money, yet a lot of teams are scaling back payroll. And I'm not just talking about the Mets, who lost money because they were foolish, and the Padres, who uh, probably came close to losing money because they had a huge payroll, they had a lot of sure. injuries, they underperformed, even though they had Cy Young. Uh, they, didn't, they didn't quite play. But two teams in recent years that have spent very irresponsibly. But... There were, you know, the Dodgers made money. They spent a ton. The Yankees made money. They spent a ton. Uh, the Astros made a ton of money. The Junk Rabbers made a ton of money. All right, there's lots of teams made a ton of money. Everybody, I mean, the, the Minnesota Twins made a lot of money. Yeah, but at the least Atlanta, the Dodgers were good. The Atlanta Braves like, have been making record money year over year over year. Yeah, like like everybody is making more money than they've ever made before. Mm-hmm. And you think about how Jim Crane said. The window is always open Mm -hmm. as long as I'm here. And as much as people were killing Jim Crane for being cheap, which he's not, uh, but had never really been willing to pay the tax, the Astros have a record high payroll for this franchise. 
they are 250 something million dollars. They're record payroll. And realistically, probably have room for more, whether they do it here in the offseason or they wait until the deadline. The Astros still have more room. Mm-hmm. Whereas you look at what the junk grabbers are doing, they just won a World Series. They printed more money this year than they've ever printed before. Yet, they're scaling payroll back. The junk grabbers were supposed to be the favorites to sign Josh Hader. He's not on the junk grabbers, is he? He's here. Astros, yep. They were have been the favorite to sign Jordan Montgomery, who was their freaking playoff hero, uh-huh. since the offseason started. What team is Jordan Montgomery on? TBD. Yeah, he's on the Scott Boris team. Mm-hmm. The junk grabbers haven't done anything. And when you hear him say about revenues and how teams are acting like they don't know what their revenues are going to be when they absolutely know what their revenues are going to be and they're going to be very high, the Astros who bought a television station, got rid of a partner, are spending more than they've ever spent. The junk grabbers whose partner was Diamond Sports Group and Bally's, and uh, they had to go through a little period wondering whether they were going to get all the money they were due this year. Turns out they are. Mm -hmm. Been committed to them. They are going to get all the money due them. They're spending like they're not going to get a dollar. And that should make you wonder, what is ownership's commitment? Jim Crane has shown he is committed to the Astros being a relevant World Series contender yet again. The junk grabbers, who have their best two pitchers, not slated to return until midseason. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jacob deGrom had Tommy John surgery for the second time. Uh, Max Scherzer had surgery for a herniated disc in his back. Neither one is back to the expected back until midseason. They're not spending anything. They're spending less, and they just won a World Series. Thank you, fans. God bless America. (laughs) Since we've already determined that God bless America means GFY. Thank you, fans. God bless America. Like, they're they're not spending like they're trying to win again. They're they're scaling back. They're like, yeah, you know what? We'll just kind of let things see how it goes because we've won. I mean, that's fair. But, I mean, they'd already spent a ton of money the last couple of years, and for namely two of the guys that are not going to make the opening day roster healthy anyway, and Scherzer and DeGrom. But they're only paying but one of those dudes. They're only paying one, but still, you need both of them. And maybe they feel like, you know what? We're good enough to where we could survive without them. But they should have the end on a guy like Jordan Montgomery, and they haven't pulled the trigger yet. He's dangling out there like the second best pitcher available on the market, not named Blake Snell. And you know what? The Mariners, they didn't really do anything. Uh, the coffee sippers, they didn't really do anything. The drug dealers in, of Anaheim, mm-hmm. they haven't really done anything. You know the, the Lastletics aren't doing anything. The only team in the division that has pushed forward is the Houston Astros. Yeah. You know what Jim Crane said uh, uh, about a week ago when he was, eh, it was probably a week and a half ago, when he was asked about how that decision to sign Josh Hader came about, he described it as, you know, we're sitting around the office and uh, we're going through players talking about guys. And he says, um, well, you know, how can we upgrade? 
to Dana Brown. And Dana Brown says, well, Josh Hader's available. Oh, okay. Give him a call. That's because Dana Brown read my tweet from November on what to do. One of them was sign Josh Hader. But, you know, Jim Crane, like every other owner in Major League Baseball, probably will be pretty content if you knew that uh, your eighth and ninth inning guys were Brian Abreu and Ryan Presley, especially considering the postseason that Ryan Presley is coming off again for a second straight season of being badass. Um, But he says, how can we upgrade? How can we get better? Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 